Well, good morning. Happy Sunday. I uh, spending some time devotionally this morning. Just was thinking about Ephesians chapter two, verses four and five, where God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even though we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Him. By grace, you are saved. And uh, thinking on those thoughts, you know, heading off to church this morning, you know, it's uh, to understand grace and to recognize that our worship of Him, our going to church, our spending time with the body, our spending time with Him, this is all a product of His grace. This is all the result of His great love for us and the mercy that He's shown us. Uh, because, again, His great love for us. We were in our that kind of a response from God, but instead He initiates. And what we do is a response that He's elicited because of His grace. And um, and so, as, we're head, as I'm heading off to church today, just getting ready to worship, getting ready to share from the Word, and spending time with the body, um, you know, I'm reminded that so oftentimes, you know, many believers live their Christian lives uh, fearing that somehow they're not doing enough to somehow earn God's favor, that they're uh, falling short of the grace of God because of their, um, because of the flesh that we all battle against, and we all do. Um, but to understand grace is to understand that it's all by grace. You can't add something to grace and it still be grace. You can't have a relationship with God based on your works and call it grace. Instead, what you experience in that case is a legalistic relationship with God that brings fear and condemnation oftentimes and God has invited us to enjoy his grace and to know that we're accepted in the beloved because of the finished work of Christ. This is not a cheap and free and easy kind of a grace but rather it's something that cost Christ everything and has been given to us now freely uh, and therefore we don't set aside the grace of God. Our righteousness doesn't come by the works of the law but rather it comes truly through his finished work something that we receive by faith through God's grace but it's something that is given to us. And whereas a lot of people uh, would argue and say, well, that just sounds too easy and we need to somehow work hard and make sure that we're staying in it and all that kind of a thing. Um, the truth of the matter is, I think if we really understand what grace is, it will always naturally elicit the response of loving obedience. It'll always elicit the response of a desire to know Him and set aside those things that would keep us from knowing Him um, better, you know, setting aside the sin that so easily besets us, uh, things that trip us up from running the race for Him and by His strength and power. Uh, but when we put ourselves under a legalistic mindset, it robs us of that capacity. It makes us strain and struggle in ways that we're not called to, and it makes it difficult, and it causes us to even live in this constant sense of disappointment that we never stack up. I think there's something to be said for just recognizing that we don't stack up. You know, it's like the guy who came to the pastor one day and said, help me to realize that I'm nothing. He said, you are nothing. Take it by faith. You know, if, if we recognize our incapacity from the outset and that we need God's grace even to, to, to just make it day by day, it elicits that response once again to walk with Him closely, to rely on His Holy Spirit, to recognize our capacity to stumble and fall and therefore to cling all the more tightly to Him. 
knowing that his love for us is something that never changes and is always there. As a matter of fact, Paul would often talk about grace is that overarching, superabounding um, gift of God that over completely overrides our sin. It doesn't mean that sin is okay. It doesn't mean that we just blow it off and we think it's no big deal if we sin because after all, we got God's grace. You know, the one who understands grace doesn't think that way. The one who understands what they've been saved from and what they've been saved to doesn't think in terms of how closely I can walk to the fence and even straddle it. The, the one who really understands grace is pleased to walk with God in a way that is separate from sin. You know, we will stumble, we will fall, but God's love for us always draws us back. It's not our performance, but rather it's His grace. And so, as you go to worship today, as you begin to think on the God you're worshiping, as you come before the cross, and you might even be celebrating communion or doing something that really draws our attention to um, the person of Christ and what He's done for us. I would, I would pray that you don't see that as an opportunity to hammer yourself down because you don't stack up to what Jesus did, but rather you'd find rest, peace in the grace of God. As a matter of fact, didn't Paul say that very thing? Grace and peace at the beginning of so many of his letters. Grace always precedes peace, and peace is the natural result of God's grace. God having given us his grace and inviting us to experience the peace of God that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Glorious grace. May you enjoy that and celebrate that today as you gather side by side with believers or whether you're going to watch a service online. Maybe you'll be watching ours. Uh, we just want to just pray that you enjoy the fellowship insofar as you can, recognizing that you're part of the larger family of God all by His grace. And so God bless you this morning. And I just pray that His grace would overwhelm you, that you'd rest in it, that you'd understand the incredible power that it has to free us from the guilt and shame that Jesus took care of at the cross once and for all. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your grace. We pray that, God, you would help us to, to rest in it, to bask in it, to understand your love even the more deeply for it. Pray that we'd experience it on a daily basis, that we wouldn't walk fearfully in legalism, but the Father, we'd walk freely in grace, loving you as the natural response for the goodness and grace that you've shown us. So we love you and praise you and pray that you would be worshiped and glorified through your people as we all gather wherever we are around the world today. Be glorified and thank you for all you've done in Jesus' name.